Hey everyone, and welcome to the HR Vision Podcast. I'm your host, Ivo, and every week I'm going to have a conversation that matters about HR. This week, I have Edward Moe with me. Welcome, Edward. How's it going? Hi there. Going great. <laughs> awesome. That's good to hear. Edward is the lead product engineer at Vision and one of the most experienced members of our team. He's the technical responsible for our entire product stack. So today we're going to get technical and explore that side of, of, of the solutions we, we provide. So uh, yeah, let's let's get to it. Um, Edward, let's start like we start with every guest. Give us a small introduction about yourself and you know what you've been doing. Yeah, I'm Edward. I'm uh, around for 10 years with Forvision and uh, brought in as, uh, yeah, prior to me, Forvision was working for three or four years already and working most likely with only externals. And uh, they brought me in to set up the technical department and bring mm -hmm. the development to Forvision itself. So when I came in, first thing to start with was literally building up servers in the old days. Uh, mm -hmm. our development uh, and bringing the solutions that were over the place to our own uh, development stack and, and, and start from there. All right. And you, you always have a background in technical uh, engineering or, or development. Uh, that, that was always your path. Yeah, correct. I always uh, worked with, with development stack, uh, also in previous uh, jobs, uh, started in the Microsoft area, actually the Accepta area. Okay. <laughs> Remember those. So and always always with Microsoft or did you explore the other, other stacks, other products? Uh, most likely always with the Microsoft stack, but also familiar with the Linux or the Unix uh, BSD stacks. Uh. Okay. All right. It's interesting. So you're you're the lead product engineer here at for Vision. So what do you do, you know, in your in your day to day, in a day to day basis, and uh, and what gets you most excited about? Yeah, today I do most of the time talking. Okay, <laughs> talking with engineers, talk, uh, solving their their issues, their challenges, and, and facing and reflecting uh, how it could work, how we should solve it. Uh, uh, talking with the Microsoft people, where we do also development for talking. Uh, yeah. It starts in the morning, it goes round the clock, first start in India, uh, then do the, the Netherlands, and at the end, uh, maybe some late night sessions with Microsoft in America, or yeah, goes round and round. All right, and that, that, uh, that still excites you, or you prefer being the one like uh, typing in the code? Uh, only the hard pieces. So okay. <laughs> what I like to do is to develop uh, sometimes an SDK or something, that the developers can then take away and implement all over the place. Okay, okay. And uh, what what can you tell us about the, the team structure? Like uh, you already mentioned India and the US, so it seems like uh, I know, but people listening might not uh, know. Uh, uh, how is the team distributed and uh, mm -hmm. how many people you have and doing what? Oh, hard questions. Sorry. Who do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or exactly, but uh, you know the structure of the team. Let's say so. Uh, we have an R and D department where Peter had uh, of R and D. Uh, me, uh, we have Matthew on board today, uh, and we have Pankaj that are the, the the leads more or less. And then we have, uh, in India a developer team 
around uh, 10 developers or so, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of testers around it that are developing the web app stack. We have uh, an engineering team in the Netherlands that is uh, mainly responsible for integrations and implementations mm-hmm. and uh, HR plus stack. And we have a development team that uh, is doing, uh, for example, the things that we're doing for uh, Microsoft, but also sometimes for Phenom, where we are hired to do some things and so on. So we have different teams doing different things uh, all over the place. And you're basically overseeing like if everything is going is going well, thinking about like the solutions for some problems that might come up, those those types of things. Yes, I'm. I'm trying to 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 keep track of all the developments going on. <laughs> okay, okay, that seems like a a big a big task. Um, before we go into the like the solutions uh, we provide, Microsoft Web Apps, I want just to ask you one one thing before most of those challenges, problems that mm-hmm. come up, stuff that you need to develop or solve, uh, they come from the users, from the customers. Or they also come from our test team, and or it's a mix. How how does that work? It's a big blend. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm thinking most likely in silos, product silos. Mm-hmm. So you have one web app with uh, cherish tricks. You have another one with another set of cherish tricks, and uh, you have overall problems over uh, the, the the whole stacks. And if I talk web apps, then I'm talking the four vision web apps. Yeah. But I can also talk uh, sometimes uh, about the the, the 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 Dynamics product suite. Yeah. It's a different set of problems going on. Uh, and yeah, per product, I normally look. Then we have uh, per product, uh, we use sprint planning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, put in the development work together, cross uh, actually everything that goes on in that single product. And then, yeah, different input sources. So it can be coming from a project where there is some need. It can come from uh, general development, like yeah. uh, issues or, uh, yeah, just product evo- innovation that is happening. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Just let, moving on to the, to the products. Um, you know, big question. What are what do you think, in your view, are the main benefits of the system Microsoft built for uh, for HR, um, and that that we complement with our with our web apps? What is the the main benefits you see? Yeah, the the, the seamless integration we bring. Um, we 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 are we are obviously on uh, the edge of of the products of Microsoft. We even uh, help them develop this. So uh, we already uh, know where some gaps are for a breed of customers. So Hmm. where Microsoft is trying to keep it as general as possible, we're going uh, to bring the extra mile that is for a population of customers needed. So Yeah. uh, yeah, with knowing that that they need to complete the process, maybe outside dynamics with our web app, and then bring that back into the process of the dynamics suite. That that's where we we try to keep up, um, bringing that extra process. Uh, for example, with payroll, where Microsoft is aiming to have a real time integration payroll, where um, 
yeah, legacy payroll systems obviously most of the times use uh, period-driven ones. And okay. we can facilitate that with the payroll web app, for example, to bring back a period structure into the process. Okay, that's a good example. Um, and these, um, in, in, you have mostly experience with Microsoft, but if you have with other products, can you compare like how easy it is or if it is easier to integrate, you know, in a company, a system like uh, Dynamics or, or, or our web apps comparing to other tools that you, that you experienced before? That, you, you, I, I strongly believe that, that what we bring with our web apps, uh, like HR Request Web App, for example, you can build with, with, with Power Apps and Power Automate. You, you can make it work. Absolutely. Okay. But, yeah, implementing a Power App or a solution built on top of the Power App stack because we need to reinvent everything we did. With the web apps, we have a standardized, highly customizable way of implementing a solution and a process flow and supporting that process flow with all kinds of standard out-of-the-box tooling we have. And with with the power platform you can build the same solution absolutely but then you come to maintenance you come to evolving microsoft is constantly evolving and you need to adapt your product or your solution and that's what the kind of service we deliver with the web apps keeping them up to date keeping them evolving uh, and innovative yeah, yeah, I'm totally understandable. That's actually a good segue for the question that I had uh, for you, uh, which is very technical, but you already mentioned the, these power apps and web apps. For people that don't understand, you know, a, a lot of technical stuff, only just a bit, uh, can you explain the difference between our web apps or the web apps that we provide to complement the Dynamics uh, suite and the power apps, which is something that Microsoft provides? So. Can you explain the difference? Yeah, Power Apps is a, yeah, they call it a line of business solution, uh, LOB. So um, it's highly configurable mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, bringing a business process to life at the customer. But okay. uh, the, you need to have some technical skills to build it and maintain it. And okay. if it's about adding a field or adding a confirmation dialogue somewhere, then then it will be great. Or adding an extra form that they need to enter, fine. But bringing a complete workflow process in place, then you get really quickly stuck. Because yeah. you know that workflow, but that will be a static workflow. Yeah, I, un I understand. So it doesn't give you the... Um the dynamic and the, the 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 potential unless you have like a a big team i guess of developers that actually can do that for you internally and can keep them updated otherwise it's uh, it's it's not that highly customizable i guess it's quite static highly customizable but not maintainable and uh, yes that's where the big difference come in yeah and these power apps they are you know customers can uh, can get them and and at at any time. It's it's uh, over a licensing. How does that work? But there is licensing involved as well. Okay. So, yeah. At the end, you're paying for uh, a product suite that you uh, highly customizable, highly configurable. 
yeah it's also maintainable and yeah you need to maintain it uh, and you're paying a license to have uh, yeah uh, actually when i compare the the the, the power stack uh, in the real world you're ending up with uh, good old microsoft access you can reports <laughs> with it you can build uh, forms with it you can build table structures with it with access and that's actually what they brought with the power stack okay Wow. All right. And then the web apps are totally different because it's something that we've it's been really working on. Uh, we've been working for a long time. Please yes. keep going. Yeah, so it's real.net code. It's having a SQL database behind it. It has a complete versioning system, uh, maintenance, deployments, connections, integrations. So we even have an uh, open data stack data stack behind it that can be then utilized to build again a power app on top of our web apps <laughs> yeah and it's already the web apps are also like from what i understand they're already targeted right to one specific functionality like uh, document management or hr requests mm -hmm. timesheets those types of things so you don't need to build all that everything is there don't forget the performance cycles. Sure, absolutely. With the performance web app, you you can uh, uptake the employee, uh, do the periodic reviews with them, discuss salary increases, involve managers with the process. And at the end of the process, you get new salary records out of it and push those back into the dynamic suite. Yeah. Uh, and, and then take them up with the payroll app to bring them to the payroll or whatever. Yeah, so so it's it's a completely other ballgame, I think. Uh, the the web apps they have a lot of work behind them, and uh, yeah, when when you compare it to Power Apps, indeed, uh, yeah, Power Apps is just something it's that you need to configure. Thing you want to solve, and and this is a process for you want to solve. That that's the difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know. In your work, I, I wanted to, to ask you, um, you're solving all these problems, you, you're dealing with a lot of different stakeholders, um, requests probably coming from everywhere. Um, what, are the most, you know, what are the most common challenges that you face uh, in, your, uh, in, your, in your area? Yeah, <laughs> well, was the one common, then, <laughs> then I was not needed. Okay. Now the the, the 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 common anomaly is that it's constantly changing the questions, and when I get a question, uh, it should be something new always, uh, and then I can help them. If it's a repeating question, then we should actually solve it already somewhere. Of course. So when I get a question twice, then I'm going to think, okay, how can we make this better to prevent a third time the question. Yeah, that's the development uh, mindset, of course. Yeah, um, and these. <clears throat> so I, I would say um, to resume, like the the, the most challenge uh, or the challenges is actually the fact that it's always new challenges every day. There's always a different question question popping up. That's that's what you mean, right? Yeah. For for example, Microsoft blocking emails uh, on SMTP. Okay, then we need to figure another way to make sure that it's sustainable and get ahead of the ball game before the customers are facing that issue. Or yeah, actually always keep up to date. That, that's the big challenge to prevent issues at the customers when they are not there. So living in the future. 
Okay. The, the part part of keeping up to date, I have an extra question here, which is, what do you think you know for someone in, in developing or working in your in your area, HR tech? Uh, what do you think are the most uh, important traits to have? Like uh, have that mindset of constantly changing, challenging yourself, uh, you know, keeping up to date to the trends and the things that are changing in the, in the softwares. What do you think are the most important traits to have? Yeah, be aware that things get lost in translation. Okay. But most likely get the confirmation right. So when you start on a piece of development think is this common sense what you're doing um, does it translate really uh, in real life scenario to usability mm. so asking five times confirmation why do you want this why do you want this why do you really want this and at the end you end up with the solution that the customer desires before you know you're building something that is not Reflect that's maybe lost in translation somewhere in between with the consultant, the 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 one who's writing down the requirements. But at the end, it's common sense. Is this usable? Is this completing the process the customer, the end user, the one on the work floor is going to use? Not okay. the one the HR manager described to you, not the one that the consultant translated to you. Always place yourself uh, on the ground in the feet. Being the one doing the order picking, need to request leave of absence and make it usable. Okay, that's a, that's a great insight. So let's um, finally let's let's look a bit into the future. Um, I know mm. that uh, you know you, you're developing new things every every day, but uh, are there any you know any things you see in the future of HR technology? You know any interesting trends that uh, that you anticipate? Yeah, <laughs> I'm living in the future, so that's, that's not <laughs> tough for me to ask what's the future, because for me, most of the things are reality already, uh, maybe not at the customer, but, uh, yeah. but I see that, that uh, uh, I see development coming, uh, that's where you're now doing a team session, I'm talking to you on a screen, doing a video chat, uh, that will change. Uh, you will go more to uh, a VR world where you having a crowd of people sitting together in a room, virtual room then, uh, doing the discussions uh, over a virtual table, the so-called so meta. I think that will do, uh, be introduced in job interviews, will be introduced somewhere else. I, I see there are some, some things coming in. Really, like the the metaverse? Do you think it's something uh, for the next five years or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really believe that 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 will be pushed, pushed. <laughs> Maybe not everybody is waiting for it. Yeah, <laughs> to, to become reality and in, in interviews and in, in conversations like we have now. Very interesting. I never. It's, I think it's the first time we we had someone talking about uh, the metaverse. Well, it, it is. Indeed, something very recent, and uh, you, you're always on top of the trends. So uh, there you go, there you go. Okay, um, I don't know if you have if you have anything to to say uh, else uh, or besides what we what we discussed. But I just remembered one question to to you, and this is actually going a step a step back a little bit. Um, you, you you mentioned before that. Uh, 
we have some developers and and some team working for uh, or, or working with Microsoft. Um, what 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 does that mean? You know that uh, do we develop uh, stuff for Microsoft and how how are you involved in that? Yeah, that's a good question. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay, keep the best for last. I would say. Uh, okay. I go very back. Uh, back in the days that I started with Forvision, we had a module called HR Plus. It's still around, by the way, and still maintained. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now in its fourth life cycle or so. But uh, one of the pieces we developed there is the leave and absence mm-hmm. and the registration. Um, actually, the leave and absence I rewrote from scratch for two times. Uh, so there's a little child of me, even absence, and we evolved. It evolved. It's in Dynamics 365. It went to HR Plus and uh, uh, AX7, D365 then, and it's bought by Microsoft as intellectual property. Okay. So uh, the little child I made ten years ago called even absence is uh, fully grown. Brought now to the Microsoft stack, built in the core HR one, and now brought back to finance and operations next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to even extend that with the sickness registration and all the time, kind of flavors we did on top of that. So that's the thing to see growing from the little child I brought, built 10 years ago with InfoVision as one of the first products to, to a fully Microsoft stack solution. Amazing. That's amazing. Now, I don't want you to reveal too much, but I have to ask, do you think, do you have something in your back pocket that you think uh, Microsoft will be interested in, in the, in the shorter time? Mm, still under <laughs> NDA for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, um, we sold more. So there will more for vision products light up in the Microsoft stack the upcoming two or three years even. I think that's a great way to end this uh, this conversation. Uh, very promising indeed, very exciting news as well. And I, I, I'm grateful for you to taking the time and, and speaking to me today, Edward. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, absolutely. All right. That, Talk that's, later. <laughs> that's, that's great. Okay, Edward, thank you so much for, for taking the time, for being here with us today. For people out there listening, stay safe and we'll see you next time.